Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? What's up, David? How are you? How's law school going? It's all right. It's not as fun as uh, covering the NBA. <laughs> Still got a taste of this though with these podcasts. And I do. Yeah, that's, that's why I like doing this. I, I'm, I'm worried about my basketball watching ability once the year starts. I feel like uh, law school is going to cramp my style on that. Uh, DVR, I'm, I'm, whatever. I'm already is. planning out my schedule to make sure like I my Saturdays are free to watch college football, which is like pretty much my top priority every week. Um, is yeah. to be able to just sit on my either at a bar or on my couch, uh, or often at Hard Rock Stadium as it's been in the last couple of years from like noon to midnight essentially. Pack yeah. yeah. is kind of dead, so I guess there's not a lot of whole game, whole lot of games going until midnight anymore. Um, but NBA is gonna be a little tougher, I think. I'm, I'll, I gotta, I'm gonna have to figure it out. Um, but that's we we got a couple months to plan out my my class and work schedule to make sure I can watch some Heat games. Um, no excuses. You have to now fight now it. I now I can start to plan it out because the schedule just dropped. Yes. Uh, how do you like that for a segue? <laughs> that's a good uh, one. That's a good. Yeah. Um. Heat, uh. NBA schedules came out uh Thursday afternoon. Uh, we've got the heat one in front of us right now. Um, Anthony, you, you've gone through it already and, uh, picked out some notable game stretches. What, what, what are we looking at? Just, you know, let's run through some of the highlights of this schedule. Uh, can I first, uh, before I let turn this over to you, yeah. uh, biggest thing that stands out to me is just that now on the schedule, December 4th, 5th, 7th, 9th in season tournament knockout rounds, <laughs> Yes. Um, the two games, we don't even know what that what they're going to be. So we, got, we got 80 of the 82 games, and then two games will be decided on how the basically group play and the in-season tournament plays out. So we don't know the 81st and second. We know what like the week they'll be, but we don't know what time they'll be, what day they'll be, and we don't know the opponent. Yeah, very strange. Uh, definitely going to take some getting used to. Still not really sold on the in-season tournament. Um, but we'll see. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be fun to watch. Um now I'll turn it over to you. Uh, where, yeah. what, what, what do you have highlighted here? It's a lot for people to go through, obviously. And they can check out your story that uh, will obviously be highlighting some of these similar um, highlights, I suppose, for lack of a better, yeah. more elegant phrase there. Um, yeah. Well, what do you got? Well, the first thing that jumps out is that the first month of the season isn't, isn't easy. Um, they start out at home against Detroit. But then they immediately go on the road. And I think 12 of their first 17 are on the road. Um, so after that, last year, wasn't it like the same thing last year? Didn't actually, last really year, or was last the other year, round? it was flipped a bit. Like the first few weeks were basically all at home. And then they went on the road for a bunch. Like, yeah, okay. For a bunch. But here, like now, it's like from the start, there's, they're going to be on the road for pretty much most of the first month of the year. Um, so they'll be tested early. 
don't you know I could see Heat Twitter panicking, uh, you know, to a, when they start nine and eight or eight and nine or something like that. Um, I'm not putting bad juju out there. I'm just saying, like, prepare. The schedule isn't easy, and that matters, right? Um, and not only is it because it's on the road, um, eight of those 12 road games come against teams that were in the playoffs last year. So there's Milwaukee, there's Boston. Yeah, well, they, the got, they got Memphis. nine of ten, basically, in, in November. They're on the road for pretty much all of November, the middle yeah. part of November. Nine of ten on the road at one point yeah. at Memphis, uh, at New York. Brooklyn, who knows yeah. what Brooklyn's going to look like at Atlanta. Um, Cleveland. Not the toughest, yeah. toughest teams, but, you it's know, not easy. any it's road not like game against a team that made yeah. the playoffs last year. Yeah. yeah. At Chicago, yeah. which, you know, nearly knocked Miami out of the uh, playoffs right. last year. Yeah, I was going to say. the tougher four... test than anyone other than Denver, essentially. Yeah, for real. I mean, eight of, so eight of the 12, of those 12 road games coming as teams that made the playoffs. The four that don't come as non-playoff teams are San Antonio, which is, Probably going to be better this year, right? Yeah, they've been Charlotte, with, if LaMelo's healthy, they'll probably be a little bit better as yeah. well. And then two in Chicago. With Chicago was pretty much the same, a little worse in Miami like last said, year in the regular season. Miami like they gave Miami a tougher right test than anyone in the, in the uh, yeah. playoffs other than Denver. Yeah. So Miami is really... the third best team in the league, if you ask me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Chicago was, like, kicking itself last playoffs. To see. That could have been us. We could have been in the finals against Denver. Um, so yeah, other than that, like that first game against Detroit, um, even the home games, like the home games in that first month are Detroit, Brooklyn, Washington, which I guess is a gimme, David. I don't know. I don't yeah, want to offend you. Bad. Uh, the Lakers and Brooklyn. Those are the home games. Like th- th- that first month is not going to there no, aren't a lot of cupcakes. Um, so that's the first thing that jumped Gotta out. Gotta win game one. Gotta beat Detroit. I, I mean, if they, if they lose to Detroit, <laughs> we could be looking at a 1-10 in 10 start. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, no, it, it, it's going to be a test early on. Um, we'll see if they have Dame to kind of uh, help them. We'll yeah. see. So it'll be determined. Um, another thing that jumps out selfishly <laughs> when I look at this I was going to say, it's, this is not a good beat writer travel <laughs> schedule. The five-game road trip around Thanksgiving, a five-game yes. road trip around New Year's. <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say, they play on a lot of holidays. <laughs> which, After, yes, they play on Christmas, and then they go on the road yeah. for five days, which will have you on the road through Christmas Eve. Uh, they play the Clippers on New Year's Day in L.A. Uh, yeah. And they have Rose Bowls that day, so that'll be a fun time. Oh, true. I didn't even think about that. Um, you Rose Bowl. I guess yeah. you can you're gonna be busy. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll be covering game that day, but it'll well, be very when's cool. When's the Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl is during the day. Isn't it January first? Yeah, but it's during the day, I think, right? I can't. Or is it I, at night? It's too it much. Be, yeah. With LA traffic, I can't risk it. Um, I think, I think the I was there. Bowl or whatever they call it now is the first one of the day that day. I was there for the Rose Bowl last year as well. I remember seeing oh, really? Andre McDuffie in the elevator at my hotel. I think Penn State played in the Rose Bowl last year. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, but they they, they play they play a lot of holidays. Um, yeah. Obviously Christmas, so yes, they're home on Christmas, but they play at eight o'clock in Philly. They play um, on they don't play on Thanksgiving, but they're on a road but trip on the around road. Thanksgiving. Yeah. They play the day um, before Thanksgiving, Cleveland, the day after Thanksgiving in New York. Yes, uh, they play on New Year's Day, like you mentioned. They play on Martin Luther King, Luther King Jr. Day. They play on Valentine's Day. Does everyone, I don't, does everyone play on play Easter. Martin Luther King Day now? Is that a new? I feel like they did Is that it? a couple years ago. Good question. A lot of the league plays. Mostly, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a holiday where the league tries to really show, you know, put together some showcase games and they play in the afternoon and early on. So, which um, game they is use, that? 
I don't even know what what day is Martin. That's Luther the, day? I think it's uh it's the one against um Brooklyn. They play in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. So and then they play on Valentine's Day in Philly. They play on Easter in DC on March 31st. Yeah. Brooklyn. They also play on Super Bowl Sunday. Brutal. It's like this is a this is a rough schedule. Yeah, you're gonna miss the Dolphin Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. How are we gonna cover all that? We're gonna need you back, David. Um, the Heat. <laughs> They play at home against the Celtics at 2 p.m. It's a big game, 2 p.m. on ABC on Super Bowl Sunday. So you can go to the game, catch the Heat Celtics, then get out and watch the Dolphins play in the Super Bowl on 6.30. Yeah. Great sports day in South Florida. Um, so, I mean, those are two of the main things that stick out. I guess a couple other tidbits. Um, first game against they Portland. They should show in- the Super Bowl on the like big screen at Kaseya Center. It's the Dolphins. Well, the game the game will be over because the game's at two p.m. Yeah, exactly. Weekend. Well, I'm just saying but after yeah, people be cool. in there, just stay yeah, there. A watch yeah, party. A good idea. Pitch yeah, that like for that. me. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll let you know what they say. <laughs> um, the first game against Portland is after the trade deadline, which is funny because you just like, it's probably the best possible <laughs> chance that the game <laughs> like, on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's one thing that stuck out. It's a game. It's, How about it's this? In, they, will not, they will not play against Damian Lillard this year. I feel very confident about that. The fact that it's after the trade deadline. They will not helps. play against him. I still feel like they'll be on the team. They definitely won't yeah. play against him this year. I still think it will happen before the season, but yeah. this gives them an even better chance. Probably that trade getting done, you know, if it has to take into the season. Their first the trade deadline Portland like is, that week? I, I I don't think the, the, the date of the trade deadline is not is not out yet, but it's usually like February nine, February ten, so and the like first Portland game is February twenty seven on TNT. The only reason the National Telephone <laughs> Heat Blazers, <laughs> I can't think of one, but I think yeah, I think you can probably guess. Yeah. Um, another thing that sticks out, uh, they have sixteen national TV appearances, not including the ones at NBA TV. Mm-hmm. That's pretty high compared to prior years. Last season yeah. it was eleven. Uh, when they released the schedule, and then the year before that it was 10. So 16. Um, it helps that Heat made the finals, but I'm sure the fact that there's a chance that Damian Lillard could be on the Heat also bumped that number up a bit. And the last thing, to kind of wrap this up, they start out with a lot on the road. Nine of the final 13 are at home. Yeah. Um, so it kind of evens out a bit um, throughout the year, obviously. So it's it's not a – selfishly, it's not a great schedule, um, but it's a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, the West Coast trip is that one uh, around New Year's, which is honestly for like for Heat fans, pretty good. A lot of people off work around yeah. that time. Some late nights you can stay up and watch the Heat and not have to worry about getting up in the morning. Um, longest road trip of the year, six games um, in the middle of February. They play on Valentine's not, Day. Not good for Anthony's a, marriage. Uh, not not good, man. I'm not <laughs> at Philly on Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 six game I, that six game trip is really it's six straight road games, but the All Star break is in the middle there. Oh, right. So I'm not trying yeah. to go. But so the longest trip technically. They have a couple of five Really games. is five games. I think it's two yeah. five game trips. Yeah. There's not really like they've had six game trips in the past and they've had like five or six game homestands in the past. I think their longest homestand this year is four, which was kind of crazy. Like oh, yeah, it doesn't seem that long. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's even a five. They have a bunch of, I think they have four four game homestands. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a, they have like a seven and eight or one point or six and seven at one point. Um, yeah. A couple, a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a they have a, a couple of stretches where they play a lot of home games. Obviously, um, there's more though. I don't have the exact number right now, but there's a, more of those series this year where they play. Yeah, the same I, team I know that back. too. Chicago back to back nights. Chicago, two nights, Charlotte, two three nights at home. Yeah. Home and yeah, Indiana. Um, 
That's pretty interesting, I think. Toronto to end the season on April 12 and April 14 at home. They played both both Raptors games, like in Miami come, the final two games of the year. The last two games of the year, yeah. Yeah. Um, so some some kind of interesting things to go with the schedule, but I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, should we just talk about the Christmas game, I guess, before we uh, yeah. move on to other topics? Obviously, everyone likes Christmas um, NBA. Uh, Heat were not on Christmas last year. Um, this year, Philadelphia... Night game, get that primetime slot. Um, should be fun, I guess. Yeah. And I know not not the most fun to cover an NBA game on Christmas, but um, fun to watch it. And uh, yeah. at least it's 8 o'clock. You get your whole Christmas day. I was going to say, I'd rather be 8 o'clock than like than the noon game. Something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I don't have to be at the arena. You know, again, this is nobody cares about this, but you don't have to be at the arena. It's like 5. So it gives me most of the yeah. Christmas. Most of Christmas. Yeah, to spend exactly. Christmas Eve is the night. Christmas Day for most people. Yeah. It's the morning, right? Yeah. Um, Will James Harden play in that game? That's a question, right? Uh, what team will James Harden be on by then? <laughs> yeah, the exactly, heat? exactly. I mean, that that should be Heat Sixers always. Heat Sixers maybe. Heat Sixers is always well. Heat hope not. I'm guessing, yeah. right? The Heat hope it's not. Well, unless play. they can swing a three team something, right? Sure, but, the, but would, I don't think. But I don't think another guard do that. Yeah. Yeah, and why would Portland want Harden? They don't want Hero, or they want Harden. Um. But yeah, I mean, Heat Philly is always a fun game. Embiid most likely will still be on the, still be on the Sixers. Um, there's a history there, right? There's a, the Sixers have a new a new uh, coach, Nick Nurse. Um, is it the sexiest Christmas matchup like that day? Probably not, but it's a good game. Um, I don't. It's the Heat should be on like right. Yeah, if they, were, if they weren't I, on Christmas, it would have been kind of. I I mean I don't know this offhand, yeah. but I have to assume every team that was in the finals the year before has. Pretty much always been on Christmas. Yeah. Were the Heat on Christmas the year after they went to the they, finals? They were. They, they played were. the Pelicans at home um, that year in 2021. Right. They yes. weren't. Yep. It, it, was, was, it was, was like opening week of the season, right? It was. Yeah, uh, I think it was the second game of the year. Yeah. Is that weird? The COVID altered schedule. But yep. it was it was insulting last year for them to not be like they were one of the I think they were the only ones that made the, the conference final finals yeah. and that didn't play on Christmas. Um, yeah. So this was a big hot topic last year was like, how yeah. Are you not playing on Christmas. Are they not playing? Exactly. And I think uh, Anthony was quietly like, yes. Yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, I think Philly got their spot last year, actually. Or, or definitely New York played, and I think Philly got a Christmas Day game last year, even though the Heat eliminated them the second round. Um, so, yeah, it was like, it was expected the Heat to get a Christmas Day game this year. It was just a matter of, like, when it was going to be and who it was going to be against. So, 8 p.m. against the Sixers, fun matchup. Yeah, Dolphins played on Christmas last year, so I, I, I know it. that's yeah. not, like, it doesn't matter, but you have to wonder how, like if some of that was taken. I don't know which schedule would have come out first, but um, but yeah. So I mean, he get the like the reward there, getting the spotlight. Uh, Jimmy Butler gets that Christmas spotlight. Hopefully he's healthy. Um, that's kind of the time of year when Jimmy tends to miss games. I feel like that December stretch, right? Yeah. Um. So, but if he's out there and and beads out there, that's a and especially if Damian Lillard's also out there, it's. Like you said, maybe not 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 as sexy as LeBron or Steph, but it's those are a lot of stars to put on on Christmas Day. Those are three of the I don't know, fifteen biggest, twenty biggest stars in the league, something like that. Not even including Bam in there. You include Bam, it's like I mean Bam's really good. He's I don't know. Four of the top twenty five, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or like maybe four of the top twenty five players. And Harden too, yeah. Harden, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's again, yeah, like you said, it's not the it's not the sexiest matchup, but it's it's a good matchup, it's a good game. 8 p.m. ESPN. Um, he get the Heat get a Christmas Day game, so Heat Twitter can be happy. 
Okay, before we close out this uh, this mini episode of the Heat Check yeah. podcast, um, let's wrap up with Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame speech. We obviously talked a lot about uh, Wade last week, so we don't want to rehash too much of what we went over, but um, give a pretty good speech on Saturday night. Yeah, to me, in my opinion, it is all subjective. I thought it was the yeah. best speech of the night. I mean, he was the last one to go. Uh, 25 minutes. It lasted. Very compelling. Like he delivered. Like you could tell. Like he prepared that. Yeah. And and like been preparing it for like many times. Yeah. yeah. Like he was. It was really well delivered. Um, emotional. He had brought his dad on stage. Like yeah. That I mean that speech. was obviously like, the was, moment. It was like a look yeah. like Kevin Durant, you the real MVP type yeah. moment. Basically, that's the comparison that immediately leapt to mind for me. Yeah, like a lot of these Hall of Fame speeches, like, yeah, they're memorable, but like nothing really sticks past the next few days. But I think that moment with his dad on stage, like that's something I think we'll see. Like when people talk about Hall of Fame speech, I think we'll see that for years, like years down the road. Like Yeah, be it'll be like on the ESPYs yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, that's just like a memorable moment, a moment that, um, you know, obviously was touching and, and one that is going to be brought up, I think. So it was cool. It was, it was cool to see like so many heat people there. Eric Spolstra, uh, Bam Adebayo was there. Obviously, yeah. Giannis Haslam, a lot of the coaching, you know, some Crown Butler was there. Uh, Andy Ellisberg, Pat Riley, um, even like Shane Battier, um, Ray Out, like just a bunch of like different players that from every stage of Wade's career, which was cool. It was even like Let's Go Heat chance, so even Heat fans made the trip, which was you know people mm-hmm. criticize Heat fans, but they made the trip to, to Springfield to to watch that and experience yeah. it. So. It was just a good night overall. I know some people will say he didn't mention Mickey Harrison, right? He kind of very briefly just touched on Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, and it was a storyline after the speech. Like, he really didn't talk about the heat as much as maybe some expected. But I think what the way he, way he used the speech you could kind of see was it was more about him and his story and, like, how he fell in love with basketball, and he really highlighted his dad. And, like, I think his dad – he mentioned this in like one of the interviews before the Hall of Fame, but his dad, he feels like was a forgotten character in his story. Um, so much is made about his mom and, you know, his mom's kind of overcoming what she went through and, and being a big part of his life. But his dad took him in when he was a little kid and, and really yeah. raised him. Um, so I think he really wanted to make that a focus of the speech. And I just thought it was really well done. Yeah. And shout out to Dwayne Wade Sr. for not becoming a meme. Usually like a moment like that becomes yeah. a meme. It just became like a moment that people were like celebrating. Yeah, it was, it was really, we, we in the Hall of Fame, dog. Like that's gonna yeah. be like an all-time like line. Like you know, yeah. like you said, you don't remember Hall of Fame speeches very often necessarily. Um, yeah, I think the one that springs to mind for me there was like a Ladanian Tomlinson one that that I think they used in like a Nike commercial or something. Eventually, like every once in a while, you get one from a really charismatic, really important player and obviously Dwayne Wade like checks all those boxes he's like as charismatic a superstar as has come along in the NBA and really like he's in that up not not just obviously he's one of the greats of all time but he's got that you know there's a reason like TNT wants him on their broadcast and stuff yeah. right like he's he's got that that extra level where he's got like uh got a sense of humor and got a you know in touch with his emotions right which you know not a lot of dudes, not just just NBA dudes, just dudes don't have. Yeah, and I'm I'm impressed he didn't cry. It didn't seem like he yeah. cried at least. And I know that was a goal of his. He didn't want to cry on stage. He wanted to cry after. He he told me when I interviewed him. Um, but he got through it. A pretty emotional speech without crying. So kudos to him. Extra yeah. points. Um. All right. I think that 
about wraps things up for this week. Anthony, have you watched any of Winning Time yet? I have not, regrettably, and I really want to. I know there's two episodes out. I'm probably going to watch. I've only seen the first one of the new season. Um, yeah. I will say I texted you after the first like minute of it, uh, episode one, because it starts with a flash forward, I think, to 84. Um, was it the one? It's the one year they because the, the weird thing is the Lakers and Celtics like didn't play a lot during that era, mm-hmm. even though they were the two powerhouses. Right, they they kept missing each other. It's the the first time I think they played each other was '84. I want to say, um, and it starts with a flash forward to that and like um, Pat Riley on getting on the team buses. They're getting like pelted with trash basically by the Boston fans. And by now, Adrian Brody's got the slick back Pat yeah. there. Um, and he gives like a, Pat a classic Pat speech, like a, no, he doesn't do like burn the boats, but it's yeah. like, I, I don't know if it's a real speech or anything, but, um, it didn't, episode one didn't end up being as much about Pat Riley as I thought based off of that first moment, but it was just a great, uh, it's going to be a good Pat Riley show by the, I mean, he, Adrian Brody is an Oscar winner. Like, right. And he really, he really looks like him too. He looks he like really young Pat. Him. Like yeah. that's, I don't know how long that show is going to go for. Um, the guy who plays Magic is really good too, Quincy Isaiah, yeah. and actually Devon Nixon, Norm Nixon's son, who plays Norm Nixon. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was yeah. his son. Yeah, wow. pretty cool. Um, but uh, that show, if it keeps going, I've said it before. I think Pat Riley's life would make a great documentary or TV show or movie or something. He's been part of so many important NBA stories. Uh, I think it could be a really good Pat Riley show as, as this keeps going. So. Yeah, that's and why I, it's relevant to the to the Heat beat. Yeah, and and also, like we always hear about how much Pat dislikes the Celtics, right? And like it's kind of a joke between players and co- like mm-hmm. whenever they play the Celtics, it's like we know we know how Pat feels, or we know you know. But yeah. I think this this show it might be exaggerated. Yeah, it's bit, exaggerated. It gives us a good background of like how it was back in those days and maybe why. Pat feels the way he does again about Boston. Yeah, I'll say um, for so Heat fans who don't watch the show, and again, it's I don't think it's like a it's not like Breaking Bad. It's not the greatest show. I've right, ever right, watched. right. But for it's, Heat it's fans, well done though. For the for show, Heat it is. Well done. Have, yeah. yeah, and for Heat fans who haven't watched it, like the Celtics are real villains in it. Like they really make them villainous, which is fun if yeah. you're a Celtics hater. You know, it's the team that, um, you know, like they talk about the Larry Bird being like the media darling because he's the white guy and Red yeah. Red Auerbach. Auerbach being like this villainous he's, coach like yeah he's like yeah arrogant um, kind I can't of. remember who the actor is that plays Red Auerbach but he's really good too um it's the guy from the shield um Michael Chiklis he's really good as Red Auerbach so yeah uh, they do a good job making them villain like if I'm a Celtics fan I don't know if I'd love the show because of how <laughs> kind of like <laughs> so like t- slanted in uh, in the Lakers, Lakers direction favored, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, uh, if, if nothing else, if you're a Celtics hater and you are uh, into Pat Riley, I think the show's worth watching. And then obviously if you're an NBA fan, some of it you're going to know and some of it you're going to be like, this isn't really totally accurate, but... Um, it's fun, it's fun, so that's what matters. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll check in every once in a while as there are good Pat moments, because like I said, I think it's going to turn into the Pat Riley show eventually. Like, you don't cast Adrian Brody unless you're like, this is the guy who's going to become a key to anchor up the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I, I mean, Pat's never spoken about like how he feels about the show. I would love, I would love to know what he thinks. But I, I have heard he has not watched it, and I don't think he's a huge fan, maybe, of it. Like, well, just because I feel like his, the big a lot story of this time true, last yeah. year was that Jerry West like yeah. hated the show, right. and they do make Jerry West look like a pretty big asshole. Although I love that uh, performance. Uh, Jason the first Clark, season, the actor's yeah. name. 
Um, he was also in Oppenheimer. I don't know if you've seen Oppenheimer. He's, he plays pretty much it. Jerry West in Oppenheimer. It's pretty really? funny. Yeah. Like, he's not uh, playing Jerry, but it's the same performance, essentially. Not to go deep, too deep into it, but that was one of the, like, biggest surprises to me of the first season of that show. Is like, I didn't know Jerry West was like that. Or if he, I mean, maybe it's, he's not like that. Maybe it was just, like... I think like, it's a little exaggerated. That, but the fact that, like, they even made him with that personality, like, I... I, I I was shocked. I was like, "What, Jerry West?" Like, I think it's so a little nice. accurate, but it's obviously exaggerated. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. upset that like the the signature scene in like the first or second episode is like he throws the uh, Finals MVP trophy through a yeah. window, right? Is he because he won the Finals MVP? I think in a losing effort, and he throws losing the trophy yeah, through yeah, yeah. A, a window. Um, I think that is not truthful. Um, but probably uh, wasn't happy though. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. But yeah, I think yeah. he. He, I mean, he lost more finals, I think, than anyone ever. Like, it's uh, – you'd have to be a little agitated with the way your career went. I mean, he's made up for it, obviously, since by being the architect. The logo. He's the logo and, I mean, yeah. kind of the architect of the Warriors in a lot of ways. Um, sure. But, yeah, worth watching for, for Heat fans if you're looking for – I know it's not a Heat show and the Heat don't even exist at that point, but enough things that tie into Heat dumb that is, I think, makes sure. it worth watching. Um, all right, I think we can finish there after that longer than expected detour into <laughs> winning time. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, check out Anthony's coverage of Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame induction schedule stuff if you want some of the stuff we talked about all written out for you. Um, anything else? It'll quiet down a little bit, I guess now before. Yeah. Camp get started. I, usually, like Labor Day, like right after Labor Day, that week is kind of where things really start to pick up. As far as like got more guys going to facilities, like ramping up workouts, like Labor Day is usually like the unofficial start of the season, first like preparing yeah. for the season. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a couple weeks until then. So yeah, I think for the rest of August it should be quiet. Yeah, unless, unless there's a, unless there's a huge trade that yeah. <laughs> some people are waiting for. So we'll see. Yeah, so we're in a holding pattern as far as this show goes. We'll obviously be back pretty regularly, but if there's no Dame Lillard trade or no other real news, we'll probably take next week off um, and then come back in a couple of weeks after that. Um, again, unless there's a Dame Lillard trade, and then we'll drop everything and talk about it. Um, then we'll be talking every day of the week. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.